Ron and Anian. I'm one of those mechanics that everybody loves to hate, and um, you know, just here fixing your car. So, but that's what this show is about. I got a beat leather jacket. Doctor. The biggest problem I've got isn't Charlie, our caller from the last hour, said it. 10,000 miles on his Toyota Camry, he wouldn't have anybody look at the car for a year. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls. At 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor here at the TST Big Event as we take this show on the road. We are just north of New York City today in Westchester County at the Westchester Marriott. We are walking among the automotive gods today, the automotive gods of training and information as they continue to try and help this industry and keep it current and keep it thriving. And we're going to dive right into it because we've got an awful lot going on in this hour of the car, Doctor. And we're going to welcome Wayne Colonna from ATSG and talk to Wayne. Wayne, what is ATSG? Well, ATSG is a technical organization that helps uh, anybody who's working on transmissions diagnose their problems, and we produce uh, manuals on how to repair them, how to diagnose them, and then we do seminars as well. So transmission, that's that's a pretty simple thing today, right? What you know, it just, It's got to go forward, it's got to go backwards. There's, there's not a lot going on oh, there. Oh, no, no, there's not. It's very simple, right? We've got 10 speeds, we've got CVTs, we got D, the dual clutch transmissions. Yeah, it's very simple. You know, when I started in this business, ten speed meant it was you had a cool bike. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, part of your car. So, you know, when you when you talk to guys out there trying to diagnose, all right, going back, we'll date ourselves and go back twenty five years, maybe thirty years. That the car shuddered at thirty eight miles an hour, and it was a GM product. It probably had a bad torque converter clutch, and it was a simple diagnosis. Right? That's correct. Yes. Today, that car shutters at 38 miles an hour. How many possibilities are there on what it could be? Oh, it could still be converter, but you're absolutely right. There's so many the transmissions that are adaptive shifts. You can have different kind of clutch issues inside, fluid issues inside, valve body bore wear issues inside. It can cause a whole slew of these kind of problems. But you're also into, you've got to look at the engine now. Gee, my oh, transmission yeah. does this, but... Yeah, you could still have a, You could still have an engine problem. There's still an engine performance problem. There, Absolutely, right? yes, uh, yes, because the, the, it's so integrated. It's now powertrain. So everything that's going on with the engine computer, the anti-lock brake system, is all tied in with how the transmission is shifting and functioning. Absolutely. We had an 08 Explorer. No, I, uh, I never tell war stories on this show. Okay. I'm going to break the rule today. Uh, we had an 08 Explorer last month. Uh, came in from another shop. They couldn't fix it. It, it had a left front open wheel speed sensor circuit. The transmission wouldn't shift over six miles an hour. The car would just about get going down the road. And it was about to get to that eight, nine, ten mile an hour shift point. And the brake came on. The car just about crawled to a halt, and it was fighting itself. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's really the infancy of what you're talking about uh, Absolutely, now, right? absolutely. And it's interesting that you bring that up because it was uh, several years ago that we encountered a um, – this situation with uh, a gentleman who had a BMW, and um, apparently his uh, tire treads were worn, um, and he uh, took a flat on one of his tires, put a, a spare tire on it, 
And after he had done that, it wouldn't shift. It would stay in lower gears. Uh, the heavier he was in the throttle, the more it would stay in lower gears. If he lifted his foot off the throttle, he could get it to shift up. But as soon as he got into the throttle, it would go back down again. And what we have discovered was some of these high-end vehicles would have what's called curve recognition program built into the ABS module, where when they see that the vehicle's in a turn by the wheel speed signals, it will not let the transmission shift because they didn't want to have shift busyness. So they would purposely hold that gear in the turn and so that when you would get out of the turn and you get back in the throttle the transmission would just go on its way so if you have tire sizes that are incorrect the computer thinks you're in a constant turn as you're going straight and it won't let the transmission shift so much to end the argument about my car needs one tire can i do one or do i have to right do i do four do i do one or how many do i do exactly so you know is the diagnosis I won't say of the future because I think it's now. I think the diagnosis is here and now the problem. Do we have to, you know, we have to, we have to scan for codes, right? How does the system work? Um, are, are tires the same? Or is tire pressure the same? You know, we have to start to look at everything, and now we've got to look at the anti-lock brake system to diagnose what may be a trans problem. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, um, when you have underinflated tires, overinflated tires, uh, vehicles like Land Rovers will give you problems. BMWs will give you problems. Some Chryslers will give you problems. There's a really good tool that uh, it's called a stagger gauge. And a stagger gauge, what's really nice about that is while the vehicle is on the ground, the weight of the vehicle on all four tires, you quickly measure the width of each of the tires. And the stagger gauge looks like a ruler, but it's giving you the wheel circumference. And you can quickly identify if you've got one tire that's way out of range, and that's why you have transmission shift issues. When we talk about transmissions, uh, off the subject of diagnosis for a minute, what are your thoughts? And you're a guy, you've been, you've been, you, what was the first trans you built? Let's, let's My very first transmission that I built was a, uh, a 300, GM 300 transmission. Okay. As long as you didn't say cast iron power glide, I yeah, was going to yeah, get nervous. Yeah. So we talk about trans fluids, right? Oh, yeah. Never change your trans fluid. Never, ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Now, here's a guy that's been building transmissions 35, 40 years. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? Well, I, uh, I, I think transmission fluid for life is just a marketing thing. Um, Really, transmission fluid turns into an abrasive, so I recommend seeing the fluid change at least every 30,000, 40,000 miles. It's just going to make the transmission last longer. I, I read something the other day that talked about LV Transfluid and Ford products. There's an additive package in there. Is that true? And the additive package tends to dissipate after a set time period. Is that, is that also another concern? I'm not sure. I don't know the answer to that okay, question. Okay, fair, fair answer. Yeah. Um, but I, I have seen that they're talking now where trans fluids have additive packages, and those wear out as well. Yeah. I wasn't aware of it either until yeah. I read the article. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's... You know, well, you know, we do see fluid degradation, and you were just talking about shutters. That's one of the problems with sometimes converter clutch shutters, because fluid does degrade. And, you know, if you start seeing a shutter, one of the very first things you should do is put new fluid in. However, if your vehicle has got over 100,000 miles on it, putting brand new fluid in it at that time could also work backwards for you, because it's a detergent, and now you're going to dislodge a lot of set and now you're going to make other issues. So when you had your shop, you don't have your shop anymore, no, do you? No. Okay. So when you had your shop and the person came in at 100,000 miles, Wayne, I never changed my trans fluid, and you tell them, well, it's brown, Mrs. Smith. 
and they ask you, well, should I change it, or should, which, which, which way did you roll I the wouldn't, dice? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be the one to change that fluid. You'd I wouldn't touch it, it. I would leave it alone. Now, why is that? Because, again, when you have a, a vehicle that, that has that many miles on it, the fluid is already degraded. You've got areas inside the transmission where it's collected sediments. You put brand new fluid in it, it dislodges that. It's like a detergent, and now you've got all these particles going around. We have valves that stick. The transmission will actually... Uh, maybe experience a failure a lot sooner than if you just left it alone. Do you think the concern for dirty fluid or dirtier fluid gets to be more of a concern on a newer, later model, you know, an 8-speed, a 10-speed transmission versus an old 3-speed Turbo 350 GM product, do you think it becomes more of a concern? There's more going on there? Well, yeah. I mean, the, uh, when you have eight-speed transmissions, um, obviously it's not going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, but it's skip shifting, and it's very active. And so you don't want that fluid to degrade because you've got shift adaptations. That computer be, has to be able to overlap all these various uh, sequences of shifts coming off, uh, clutches coming on, coming off. So if that fluid is degraded, you're going to have problems with that overlap. You're going to have uh, shutters on a shift. You're going to have hard shifts or slipping shifts, all because fluid is degraded. Yeah. If you're a trans shop out there today and you're not using ATSG, what are they missing? Well, ATSG is a definitely a wonderful technical support uh, for transmission shops because diagnostics is getting very difficult. And so we've got 10 guys on our technical hotline that helps guys think things through and figure out where the problems are. And we have access to a lot of material, wiring diagrams, and, and factory information that can help them work through a lot of the problems that they're facing. Now, do you have to be a trans shop to partake? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a subscription-based yeah, it's service, a, it, but we uh, offer a year subscription but we also offer paper call so for like $35 they can call in on an incident and we can work with that person uh, until that problem is solved for that you gotta have some pretty smart guys on that tech line because they're they're dealing with engine transmission and now ABS right yeah yeah they're busy yeah they're busy (laughs) all the time Um, interesting Wayne in in, in our last 30 seconds or so um, where can the listeners the, the, the shop owners the technicians out there go get more information well thank you if they would like to visit our website at uh, www.atsg.us dot us dot us okay dot us atsg dot us yep. and they get some transmission help and information yep. absolutely Wayne, Wayne Colonna I want to thank you for all you do for this My industry pleasure. thank and, you so much and in, in, in all honesty every time I get to see and watch you you're good, man. You really are. Oh, don't man. Thank don't, you don't, very don't much. be. He's a very humble guy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and I'm man. glad to have him here in the Car Doctor's Garage. Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor, we are back right after this from the TST Big Event. Don't go away. Hey, Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor, live at the TST Big Event here in Westchester at the Westchester Marriott. And we're rolling along this hour. We're talking to each and everybody, it seems, that uh, about automobiles. And uh, we're getting some education out there and uh, trying to make this work. Life gets in the way sometimes, fixing cars. And, um, you know, there was a gentleman, Dave DeCourcy, and uh, a great automotive instructor. I took a couple of classes with Dave myself. And sad to see that Dave has passed. And we wanted to talk about that, though, a little bit, though, today in a good way because, you know, it, it's a life to celebrate. And here today to help me do that are Mark McKean and Rick O'Neill, friends and compadres of Dave's. And uh, we're going to try and touch on this uh, 
uh, subject, and they're both here from the DeCourcy Training Group, <laughs> um, of which uh, they've, they've created, right? That's why Correct. it's the DeCourcy Training Welcome aboard, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah, Dave uh, started the DeCourcy Training Group. Um, it was a future idea that he had that, uh, unfortunately, uh, it was just Rick and uh, Dave and myself, and we've invited some friends along uh, to join the group. But uh, Dave just loves sharing his knowledge with all of us. Uh, if you had a problem, you call Dave, and, and Dave would walk you through uh, right there on the shop floor. He would take you step by step through. Uh, you he know, made it. He made it fun. He made it fun. He when I uh, first met Dave, I was tired of fixing cars. I hated it. Uh, he made you think. I he, remember right, that when I took right. class with Dave. It's, he, he, he made you think. He made you stop and look at it from a different perspective. Right. And it wasn't just a broken car. It was a challenge. It no. was an opportunity right. to learn something. And that right. was Dave. Right. It, it, you know, <clears throat> it's, it, he started out as the kid, the yep. 16-year-old kid pumping gas, changing water pumps, right? Yeah, he worked in a VW dealership. That's where I think he got his start. No water pumps there, though. No, yeah. no, no. Not, ba- not back then. Right, but he had some crazy stories of uh, walnut blasting and uh, carbon and... Stuff back then, which is now making a comeback in, in our industry, and uh, and uh, he just every day he he just kept absorbing more and more knowledge. He uh, he went to a tool truck for a while. He I think he said he hated that, and then uh, he get back into fixing cars, and then he made the jump to uh, just instructing. If and, uh, if if Dave were here today, Mark or Rick, either one of you. What do you think he would tell the, the up-and-coming technicians? How would he talk to them? What would he say to them to inspire them to continue oh, and, and move it forward? Get tidy. Keep learning. Right. Get in class. Learn. Don't stop. You know, and, and to the Just kid that says... Just because you graduated doesn't mean anything. Right. right. Spend, right. Put your time in. Right. And, yeah. and that it's not an eight-to-five job. No. no. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a career. It's a lifestyle. Right. Uh, right. You know, it, it, it goes on. Although, before we went on air here today, I said, you know, it gets to be 6 o'clock at the shop. I go home. Yeah. I, I'm done because that's the other side of it, right? Yeah. It, it's oh, a balance. Yeah, right. You got to go home. You got to see family. You know, we right. we plan. God laughs, and that's yeah. That's that's the other side of auto repair. Well, when Dave, when we would get together at my store, uh, it would be four o'clock in the morning, and he still wants to go. Mark, what do we have? Let's get a car down. We need to get a uh, relative compression waveform. Uh, can we um, grab this waveform? And after a while, it's like, no, we're stopping. Right. You know, and uh, he would just want to go, go, go all the time. Tell me about the DeCourcy Training Group. Well, what we're doing now, uh, Rick and I, and we have a friend, Angelo, and uh, Bob Powell, uh, Paul Spiliotis, and G with TST. Uh, what we're doing is uh, we're going to take uh, Dave's future vision, and we're going to start to learn. We're going to keep Dave's message going of learn, learn, learn. If we have a tool... Um, like, uh, we like ATS stuff, so we're going to take this ATS stuff, and we're going to learn how to use it to the best of our knowledge and best of the ability of the tool. Uh, any other tool, uh, we like, um, you know, e- we love EVAP diagnostics. We're going to start using uh, the bullseye leak detector in uh, the Bernie cells, and we're going to start, you know, practicing with that. And uh, just anything that we can figure out how to figure out how it works, and then figure out if it's broken. And, and get every nickel out of it. Exactly. Right. Re- re- react to this, either one of you. You know, how many technicians have a digital voltometer? How many of them do you think really know how every function on that meter works? Not many. Probably very few. Not many. Uh, they know a few functions, and that's enough to get by with. Right. They, they, but they, they don't, don't delve right. in deeper. And, and, and 
Dave would be so against that. Yes. Yeah. Because Dave would be, I want to know how every little position on the knob exactly. works. I want to know what every exactly. little lead does. And exactly. I want to know what every little setting does. Right. And, 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 and that's using a tool. Right. Because Dave, Dave wouldn't change a part on a car until he was sure that was it. Right. He would run another test. He would think, figure out another test out of the box. How can I make sure that's the right part? Because I want to fix it once and fix it right. right. And, you know, it, it, it gets down to that's what the technicians today and of the future need to think right. and do. Right. Because right. it's one of the things I've learned about the industry is the manufacturers don't have all the information. No. They don't know everything about what they're making. No. And they're expecting their techs to fix it. And yeah. then it falls down on our right. shoulders. And guys like Dave, you know, think outside the box, as, as, as you said, Rick. And, yeah. and, and help us to fix that car. Right. Yeah. Um, he would keep pushing you. Right. D- you know, don't don't be satisfied. Go a little bit further. Yeah. Keep digging. And, and one of the things I knew about Dave was he would also play the game of what if. He was right. a what if guy. Yeah. Yes. What if this doesn't fix it? Right. What would be my next step? Right. And then I would watch him go and diagnose that. He would look beyond what it was he was going to change and then back up and go, okay, I know this is bad because this failed right. or this passed. So I know he was one of those guys. He yeah. was a, he was He would always thinker. be two or three steps ahead of everybody else. Right. right. Yeah. And, right. Um, and uh, uh, like we have a saying now is, uh, we're not, well, at least since Dave's passing, um, he's not there to answer the phone anymore. So now it's like uh, I say, what would Dave do? Right. And uh, since then, I've fixed a lot of cars, uh-huh. you know, in the last couple of months just by going that extra step, going that extra diagnostic step, and uh, just thinking outside the box. Yeah, and thinking yeah. outside the box is right. what this industry is about. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's just it's just part of the process. Listen, I appreciate you guys coming up here today. I know it's tough. It's a, yeah. tough, it's a tough subject. Yeah. Um, we don't like to think about it, but it's no. reality. It's, you know, it's it also makes it look like, you know what? It's just another broken car, lady. I'll fix it. Just leave right. me alone and give me some time and a couple of dollars to do it, and I'll, yeah. be, glad to, I'll be glad to help you with your problem. Yeah. If the listeners out there, our shop owners, our technicians, if they want to uh, they want to know more about the DeCourcy Training Group, is there a website? Can they go get more information? Uh, we don't have a website up yet, but there's a couple of things I'd like to mention. Um, we have the TST uh, GoFundMe website. Uh, if they want to make a donation to TST uh, to GoFundMe, uh, that helping Dave's... Um, family with some expenses he was sick for a long long time and they've got a whole stack of bills uh, that they're trying to get settled up okay also too uh there's the dave decorsey future technician scholarship uh which is run by uh vision kansas city uh look that up on the website and uh give them a a, a touch on that one perfect guys i gotta go the clock's gonna take me i'm running any in the car doctor we're back right after this Doctor live at the TST big event, and we keep rolling on this hour. We're here right now with Justin Kidd of Farsight, and I want to get right into this again. We're short on time and a lot to talk about. Justin, welcome to the Car Doctor Farsight Scan Tool. You know, there's a bunch of scan tools here today, and I came across Farsight and I looked at the concept and I said one word, and I'm going to say that word to you. Why? Well, first off, uh, we're actually we're not a scan tool. We're actually a support group. Um, we designed Farsight with the concept that every shop should be able to fix every vehicle. Um, we did design a custom, robust tablet uh, able to diagnose 
uh, all makes and models, Asian, domestic, and European. Um, but we really back that and pair it with our technical so, support. So, you, you know, you're a, you, you say you're not a scan tool company, yet we're looking at a, a, a tablet. You're right. All right? Uh, it looks like a scan tool to me. So what makes this different than everybody else out there that's got a tablet like this that looks like a scan tool? <laughs> so what we've done is this is actually our connection between me and the vehicle uh, and, the, and the technician in the shop uh, for us to be able to remotely uh, watch what everything you're doing. Um, we can actually aid you with <coughs> diagnosing. We have advanced drivability uh, software, that, uh, and we can guide you through remote programming. So it's really a lot more than just an actual uh, scan tool. We can actually do a lot more than that. So this, isn't, this is sort of like a hotline service, but it's visual. It's visual, yes. So you're saying, and I was reading about the Farsight, that this has a camera built into it. And I could talk. I could dial you up and dial one eight hundred Farsight or whatever the number is, and talk to Justin and say, Justin, I've got this 08 Explorer, and I'm looking for the purge valve, and I can't find it. And you're going to go, Hey, Ron, you know, watch this. Turn the tool on and bring it over to the right front corner of the engine, and there it is, the thing that's right. And that's what you can do. We have a real unique way of actually delivering technical support. Yeah, we do that directly through the tablet. We have a uh, 3D barcode reader that actually scans the VIN into our equipment and then actually uh, reports that all that information back to our support center. And then we can remotely access with the forward and rear-facing camera. We can actually have a face-to-face -face interaction um, with the equipment while you're diagnosing a vehicle. What do you do, not to put you on the spot, but it's, 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 I mean, this is, this, this is what kind of got me hooked because this is light years of every scan tool I've seen to date. What do you do for the tech when he takes it on the road? Can he still talk to you, or has it got to be within a wireless, or you've got to have a cell phone connection? Or So you can actually. It is a Wi-Fi connection, um, but it can be tethered off of a cellular device or a hotspot. Right. I can still remotely control it and see everything you're doing live while you're on the, while so you're on the road. So you can go for the road test with me, and we can, we can look at fuel trims and O2 sensor activity and... And you can coach me every step of the way. I can. I can. We actually have a, a real uh, real powerful drivability analyzer from uh, Automotive Test Solutions. Gee, I can go home. I'm done. I don't have to fix cars anymore. It's nice to know that uh, <laughs> I get a vacation next week. Well, we're trying to make it really simplistic. We're trying to get back to basics. We want our repair shops to get back to, to doing just that, fixing vehicles. We don't want you to be sitting in front of a computer, right. loading software programs, installing we can allow us, our technicians, our brand-specific factory-trained technicians, to actually load the software for you. So you don't have to spend the time to uh, install all that equipment, and you're not making any money doing that. You're making money by actually repairing the vehicle, not installing software. We were trained to be technicians, not to be software engineers. Right. So, you know, at, at, at what level or what level shop does this tool fit? Two-bay shop, 20-bay shop? Somewhere in between? We really hope it fits everybody. Um, because of the fact that we've made it in, uh, in a way where it's expandable, so multiple people can use it. We have repair shops where two-bay repair shops have two of them because they, they like it so much that they're actually working independently with each other and one under one roof. Um, but really, I mean, we've built that equipment uh, to be able to host all of the vehicle manufacturers on the same platform. So we've built it out. It's a Windows 10 platform. It's expandable. You can add really whatever you want on there. But we have some specific software that we've really vetted and feel it's some of the uh, leading cutting-edge software out there. How are you getting around, you know, some, some car companies are proprietary. And maybe this is an unfair question to ask you cold, and I'm sorry. 
But how are you getting around the proprietariness of, you know, BMW or Mercedes or Porsche or are, are you there yet? Or is that the, is that the direction you're headed? Um, you know, is it Toyota, Honda, Ford, GM, Chrysler, or are we trying to get across the board? So it's, it's something that we're working with. We're actually working with a lot of the manufacturers and being able to um, guide our, our their customers through this type of repair. So they can actually load the software into our equipment, and then we can actually just guide them through that repair with our brand-specific guys. Because we, we don't expect everyone to be an expert in every single brand. It's, right. it's, it's pretty impossible to do right. that these yeah. days with yeah. the complexity of these cars. Um, but being able to load all those manufacturers and be able to house them under the same piece of equipment that we had, a robust tablet, we can have brand-specific guys help drive that and see real-time. So we don't expect you to know how to get through a programming event on a BMW. It's a complicated car. They, pro- they program the entire vehicle one shot. Right, and for for the listeners out there, if, if there's 110 modules in a BMW and you have to program module 52, you got to go f- one through 51 to get to it, and then 53 through 110 on the outside, they go through every module. That's Very right. complicated process. That's right. Uh, What's really nice about what we do is because I myself as a BMW uh, technician, I know that there's going to be a couple of modules that could be pretty chancy. So at least if we know that going into it, we can avoid maybe ruining that type of a program. Maybe that's not really what's wrong with the vehicle. Being able to bounce that type of information off a brand experienced guy might just be worth the phone call. So as a vehicle manufacturer, how do you think they look at you guys? Are they happy to have you guys out there fixing their BMWs and their cars? Are, are, do you think the manufacturers are saying, hey, if we finally got some guys that can fix cars. The more people we make happy fixing a BMW, the more likelihood they're going to buy a BMW again. Well, the way I like to think of it is, you know, we're their residual income because those cars have to be serviced in the aftermarket world. So being able to have us trained and experienced to be able to do those repairs, that just means that those customers are going to be happy to buy that type of a brand. If they kind of segregate that that customer base from doing any types of repairs in the aftermarket world and not being able to service it, what's the likelihood of that customer purchasing another vehicle from that particular manufacturer? Right. If they're if they're happy, they're coming back and they're right. buying another one. So the manufacturers have to really like what they're seeing with you guys because this is the first concept of this I've seen. And I know this is fairly new. What, about a, a year, year and a half now it's out? Yep, yep. We've actually been kind of building this out for about three years. Right. Um, we've had the experience in, in uh, similar t- t- diagnosticians and uh, remote programming and technical support right. for, for a while. Yeah, suffice it to say, you're in your infancy, but you guys are growing in leaps and bounds. Because Absolutely. I see you all over the place. I see you in print. I see you digital. I mean, you're here today, and that's why I dragged you into the booth. He's doing good, isn't he? He was kicking and screaming, I don't want to go on live radio. What could I say wrong? I said, ah, come on, we'll make it easy. How hard could it be? I'll give you a cookie. They gave me a nice stack of chocolate chip cookies over here. and uh, you know, Good so far, right, Justin? Absolutely. Yeah, it's not bad at all. For the shop owners out there, they think, hey, I want to see Farsight. I want to. I want to take a look at this tool. Where are they going to get more information? They can visit us at farsightlive.com. Uh, we have some some videos up there, and they can fill out some information. And I'll return their call to them. And will someone come out and do a demo, depending upon where they are? Is it done over the phone, or do we do it remotely? Well, <laughs> You, you kind of nailed it. We yeah. can we can do both. If there's uh, you know someone in the area, we can actually get out there too and see it physically. If not, I actually do uh, remote web demos. Wow, I, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, buddy. So you did good. I'm Ron Anini, the Car Doctor, Justin Kidd, Farsight. Thank you, sir. The Thank website you very much. again, real quick. 
Uh, farsightlive.com. Perfect. We'll be back right after this. Car Doctor rounding out the hour here at the TST Big Event up in Westchester, New York, just north of New York City, the TST Big Event. Uh, you know, we've talked to a lot of people in the past two hours. We've talked to everybody from trainers and instructors and just knowledge. And, well, I thought I would change it up a little bit, this portion. And I've gone out and I've snagged Adam Varney. Adam happened to be walking by, and I saw a mobile guy on his on his badge. And, um, Adam, you're a mobile tech. Yes, I am. Welcome to the Car Doctor, by the way. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it, it's tough enough fixing cars in a brick-and-mortar building, <laughs> okay? Uh, my hat's off to you. You're like the Apache Scout. You're the guy that goes out ahead. Um, you know, w- what's it like being a mobile tech, and what's that all about? Well, it's it's definitely difficult, and I have gone as far as getting a brick-and-mortar place now, too, a couple years ago. Right. So I'm kind of doing both. So I, I do this full-time. I go out on the road. I have another guy back there. Um, a lot of stuff because you got to try to play the hero you know when some of these guys have been on a car for a couple weeks trying to work on something or fix a real bad problem i really have to figure out in, in like an hour right and act like i'm a superhero sort right of thing. and and so you're the guy that when somebody gets stuck you go to them instead of them bringing the car to you yeah well shops right don't shops. To, you don't do retail right right we can say that word yeah. it's retail's not a bad and word i mean radio. this whole mobile business you know it's really john anello that right. I'd say would be the the guy that started it all. Right, the whole con. Yeah, oh. sure. And I saw John. I, I, I couldn't twist John's arm to get him up here today, but uh, maybe oh, I'm a copy time. of that guy. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, is is the day coming where being the mobile guy doesn't exist anymore? Do you think that's going to come to an end? No, but the the gravy is going out of it a little bit. The programming stuff for me is kind of going a little out because you have m- bigger manufacturers trying to jump in, go remote things like that so i'm gonna have less of that and i have to cut my teeth again and start diagonal more so when when we say you're a mobile guy you're not you're not going to mrs smith's house changing her oil doing her brakes and 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 changing the spark plugs you're going to bob's auto repair and bob's working on a 2008 explorer that seems to be my test vehicle today i can't get that out of my head and and you're diagnosing why that abs lights on that he can't figure out. Correct. Okay, and then if it needs flashing, you're flashing. And So how many scan tools do you have, and what kind of vehicle are you hauling them around in? Lost track. Uh, Ford Transit Connect. Wait, hold on. Back up a second. I'll ask that question one more time. I want everybody to make sure they heard that. How many scan tools do you have, and what kind of vehicle are you hauling it around in? I lost track. Really? I stopped keeping track. Really? Yeah. And and obviously, if you're flashing, you're doing all OE level stuff. It's a lot of subscriptions, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think your What do you think your Yeah, off the top of your head, casually, what do you think your yearly subscription fee is for all these scan tools? I don't even know. Ten grand, fifteen I think, grand. I think Mercedes alone is ten grand or something a year. Wow. A subscription to them. Wow. And yeah. I have I have some exotic stuff too, like some factory Ferrari tools, Lamborghini tools, things like that. I used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I like to punish myself. Yeah, well, this is a business model, right? So this, It's it, a it, bad it, business model for those things because it, it's hard to make the money on them. And, and how many years are you doing this? Uh, eight years on my own now. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, does the future for Adam Varney look like he's going to do it another eight, or is he going to stay with the brick-and-mortar building? Or I don't know. We'll see. I'm also, I also work in professional racing, too, so I work for the Pirelli World Challenge Series. Right. And I do the um, data acquisition for the series right now. I'm scrutineering. And I look for other cars, you know, cheating sort of thing. After they come in, you download all their data. It's pretty look cool. At, look at the talent, right, that it takes to fix cars. Look at what's here. 
All right. You know, it, it's amazing. Um, and I say this, I've, I've been surrounded by some of the most humble gods in the automotive industry today. Uh, you know, you're a super smart guy, Adam. I think you could do anything you set your mind to. You know, it's a matter of you're, you're, you're in the right place at the right time. All right. You're, you're, you're young enough. You're starting out. You know, you're, you know, I'm looking back at you and I'm thinking, you know what? The world's your oyster, kiddo, because uh, you kind of, you got it going on. But you have, you have a brick and mortar building too. What's, yeah. what's, what's that about? I do a lot of, um, a lot of kind of exotic vintage cars. I just got done uh, restoring a 300SL Mercedes, uh, 61. That's like a million-dollar car now. Yeah, sure. Uh, Daytona Ferrari, Spider, um, we've Lancia Aurelia I just did a restoration on. I like a lot of old stuff, too. I'm kind of... You're an old soul. I'm in all sorts of areas. You're it an seems old soul. Like, yeah. Adam, the clock's going to take us. Let's plug your shop. Right. Where, where are you guys located? Um, located in Thomaston, Connecticut. Is there a website? It's a need auto spelled N E A D like Northeast Auto Doctors abbreviated. Okay. Dot com. I have a Facebook page and everything, and throw up YouTube uh, videos and stuff like that. So if somebody wants to find you, get on YouTube, get on Facebook, look for Adam Varney. Look for Need Auto. Need N- Auto. N E A D. Correct. N E A D. Dot com. Cool beans. Adam, thanks for being here, and I appreciate what you do, man. I really do. It appreciate takes, you. It too. takes guts. You're good. I'm Ron Anani in the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Ron and the car doctor kind of just going down and rolling along here at the TST big event up in Westchester, New York, just north of New York City at the Westchester Marriott. And as we wind things down this hour, I'm here right now with the vice president of TST, Pierre Rispo. Pierre, welcome to the car doctor. I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, former shop owner. Yes, former shop owner, 30 years of my own shop, 50 years in the business. Uh, you know, you, you, you are the BMW guru, they tell me. Yes, I guess I am. So I've you, worked on BMWs for a vast majority of that time. And you've got the credentials of, of, of being in the business a long time and, and, and in all areas, not just as shop owner, as technician, now you're VP of Vice President of TST, Technician Service Training. You know, my, my word to Neil, the treasurer that I had on in the previous hour, was change. And my word to you is change, but... Change for the younger techs, what do they need to do looking forward? I think they need to have an attitude where they're always looking for the new stuff, where they're always asking why. Be, I, I say this, be a two-year-old. Why? How does it work? What don't I know? And by doing that, you're always going to learn new things. You're also going to find that uh, the things that you miss or would have missed, you're looking in a different direction for the answer to that. And it keeps you fresh also. And it's just it's it's I've said this I don't know how many times this show this hour today and how many times I say it during the during the week it's it's not an eight to five job is it? No, it's really more of a lifestyle. Um, you know, you don't want to take all your work home with you, but your way of thinking stays with you. And it's it's how many times how many times have you had AIR automotive insomnia repair right yes. you know where you're or, thinking about it at night yeah or, or the other thing i'm driving home doing what i call my mental checklist running through what i just did and i have a little bit of an epiphany and aha moment moment where um i may not find the answer to my problem but i find the test that i need to find the answer to my problem and and that helps you fix and the that car. helps me fix cars yeah. well listen i gotta tell you you guys are doing a heck of a job tst and all and i'm glad to be part of this and uh, we look forward to continuing the relationship pierre my best to you and g and all that you guys do where can the listeners go get more information real quick 
Uh, TSTSeminars.org. Cool beans. I'm Ron Anady, the car doctor. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. Everyone.